Welcome back, everyone, to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Sorek here again with Mike. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing good. Lots to talk about, man. Crazy week of football. Absolutely. Uh, Really crazy for a lot of things, but football especially. Um, Some interesting stuff in the NHL world, but we might touch on that on on Thursday's episode. But let's get right into it, man. Uh, Thursday night football, NFL, this past week we had... The Niners and the Giants. The Niners won thirty to twelve, and dude, I mean, dude, this this San Francisco team is just really, really good this year. Minus you know uh, Brock Purdy, but he actually looked pretty good this game, uh, throwing two touchdown passes. Um, the Giants, oh, we we kind of know how just terrible that team is going to be. Uh, the rest of the season, I, I obviously we we both picked this team or uh, picked the Niners to win. So, um, yeah, just an interesting uh, game all around. Um, K- Christian McCaffrey looked pretty solid, um, and and uh, Debo Samuel, man, that that dude is just incredible. Yeah, man, um, the Forty ers man. I'm wondering which team is going to dethrone them because they look like the best team in football right now. They haven't lost a regular season game since, like, December, I think, of last year. It's been a long time. Um, They just look unbeatable right now, man. I mean, even Brock Purdy, who, like you said, he's he's all right. Um, He's looking, you know, great, you know, on that whole team pretty much carrying them, man. Yeah, I I think it's – that defense is really what's carrying San Francisco. Uh, but right now, I would I would agree they probably are not not only probably the best team in the NFC, but I would say in the league right now because Kansas City they haven't looked that hot so far to start the season. But mm-hmm. I, I think I think really uh, the San Francisco team it's their defense that's carrying them. And you know, as good as Brock Purdy's been, I don't think he's that guy that's going to get them to that next level to get get to the Super Bowl. I just think they're, they're just going to be carried by their defense all season long and but you got to get you got to have offense uh to get through the playoffs. Mhm. So, yeah. It was a was a pretty pretty rotten game <laughs> for New York. Uh you know, just it was it was kind of pathetic to watch, but we we know this team is not good. That offensive line might be one of the worst, if not the worst, in the uh, in the league currently. So it's just it, it's it's almost frustrating to watch just how bad <laughs> the Giants are. Which I mean, I don't care. Cause I I I'm not a fan of them. I've never been. Uh, but it's just like, come on, man, do something besides just look like a bunch of you know. Max students uh, playing in the NFL, like it's it's pretty bad, man. Man, Andrew Thomas out there fighting for his life on that line, man. He's the only one <laughs> worth noting on that line. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like that that offensive line is just horrible. I, I I don't think anyone on that line would really be a starter on anyone else's team, but that, that's just where the Giants are with that. Um so yeah, uh, the Falcons and the Lions played. Detroit holding the Falcons to just six, winning it twenty to six. Um, 
there's still a lot to work on uh, on the Lions side of uh, the game, especially on the offense. Um, their defense, I mean, after last week's embarrassment, uh, making Geno Smith look like he's, you know, an elite level quarterback yet again, you know, they stepped up and had a really good game. And they tried a lot of different things defensively too, which ended up working out well. And it's, I, I, I saw, or I, I was thinking about this, the Lions second round picks right now are doing a lot more than their first round picks this year. They are, man. I was gonna say, man. Shout out Brian Branch, like Aiden Hutchinson and Brian Branch specifically were like the two MVPs of that game, man. All over the field, making a whole bunch of tackles, pressure, sacks. Uh, they were both great, man. Like you said, the second round picks have been just showing out. Yeah, and and shout out to Sam Laporta too, man. Because look, tight ends usually take a while to get good in the league. They usually take about a year. But we're Sam, like Sam Laporta is way ahead of schedule in terms of his development. He every single quarter of that game that I watched yesterday, he was just getting better and better and better. And he he had that touchdown pass, um, where he was just completely open. I mean, right. just yep. uncovered. And and you know, uh, he, he I I heard a, a clip of him talking about it. He said he said he was so scared because he was wide open that he was just gonna drop it. Drop it. But you know, uh, dude, I mean, every facet of this Lions defense this weekend was just really really good. Um, and as Lions fans, obviously we 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 love to see that. Um, but I mean, Jameer Gibbs, he had. 19 touches I think uh, he's not getting you know that elite level of production that we wanted and this is why I will always say we should have taken Jalen Carter uh, in, instead of you know dropping back for Jameer Gibbs because Carter right now is looking really good I mean he's a game wrecker he leads the league currently in pressures I mean that's that's a pick to me, that I think we screwed up on. I want Gibbs to be good, but I, I feel like, you know, we could still get, you know, the same production out of other running backs if we would have, and still gotten Jalen Carter. But that's just me. And I mean, just give credit to that defensive line, man. They looked really good and they made Desmond Ritter stay uncomfortable the entire game, which is the complete opposite of what they did last week against Seattle. Yeah, they did such a great job this week, man. Uh, it was like the complete opposite of last week where the defense looked off and the offense looked good. This week it was the defense finally came out. Aaron Glenn, I guess, you know, got his shit together and was like, you know, we are going to be coming out here. And, you know, Desmond Ritter, man, he is just so fucking horrible, man, watching him play. Just so awful. But I'm just kind of glad they were able to hold B. John Robinson uh, I was nervous, you know, that he might go off against us, especially because of our poor performance the week before. And we held pretty much everything in that offense in check. So um, it was a very solid performance, especially by the defense this week. Yeah, and, and the that the thing is, is about Bijan is the game plan defensively, you could tell early on that Atlanta wanted to run because really that's how their offense can operate. And the Lions planned perfectly to shut down the run game uh, of Atlanta, which has been really good. And 
I'm going to be honest with you. Atlanta's good enough, I think, to actually make the playoffs this year and win their division. But you, you ha- what they were able to do to stop Bijan and and basically they made their offense one-dimensional and you don't want to be one-dimensional when Desmond Shitter is your quarterback. <laughs> and and they, they did that and they made Desmond stay uncomfortable the entire game. Um, I think he was what sacked seven times. Yep, seven times. And and he had a ton of pressures. Hutchinson with the with the uh, the fumble, the the forced fumble and recovery. I mean that was awesome to see. But this offense did not look that good uh, this week. I mean only twenty points against a very bad Falcons secondary, especially. I mean they have Jeff Okuda as a as a corner. That that tells you. Their secondary is yeah, pretty bad. bad yeah, exactly. I, 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 that was the dumbest pick the Lions ever made. But we'll, 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 different regime. I'm moving on. I'm past that. Uh, Colts win it in overtime with a field goal over the Ravens. Ah, man, I just, I'm disappointed. I, I, I took the Ravens in this one to uh, to cover two, and they looked horrible against the Colts on both sides of the ball. I mean, the Colts didn't score much only because their offense is bad, but still, that offense on Baltimore should have done a lot more than they did, and I'm still going to say it. I've always said it about Baltimore is that uh, Lamar Jackson is a dog shit quarterback, and he proved it yet again. Yeah, man, this was probably the biggest upset of the week for me, or if not one of the biggest upsets. The the Colts winning here, um, you know, this is going to be a uh, uh, crazy road ahead for Baltimore. We'll see where they go from here. Um, the Colts, you know, uh, coming off another win here. Uh, shocked, man. I'm just shocked that the Colts were able to win this no team. Man, Justin Tucker, man, the guy who was the savior for them last year, uh, kind of blew it from this time. Yeah, and, and, and Gardner Minshew did not play a good game. He he no, did he not didn't. play a good game at all, and they they made him look somewhat competent out there. I, I mean, and this is a this Baltimore defense is pretty good at least on paper and they just look like ass against a very bad Indianapolis team and this this is a game that Baltimore should have won easily and the fact that they were playing close it, it, it was almost like they didn't care it, it like like they just weren't prepared for them at all because they were like oh this is Indy we should beat them no problem and you do that you end up losing games just like this and it was it was just a really bad loss and and uh, it almost makes you want to think that like like when I was looking at this game like the Lions Baltimore game coming up in a few weeks um it, I was looking at it like this is probably a loss for Detroit but now after this performance I don't know man yeah I definitely am feeling a little bit more confident I guess in the Lions for that game against Baltimore yeah uh so Cleveland beat uh, the Titans twenty-seven to three. The Titans, are the, the, dog shit. dude. That they are they they might be one of the worst teams 
if not the worst team in football right now. But, well, actually, no. I, I I'd still have to give that to probably Denver, but dude, or the Bears, <laughs> or or the Bears. <laughs> oh man, they, they they play each other this week, I think too, and that yeah, we're, we'll, we'll go over that. We'll go over that. The memes for that episode on Thursday are going to be great. Uh, but anyways, uh, the Browns looked really good. Uh, Ryan Tannehill for Tennessee, man, was just awful, awful. Um, and then not only that, but Derrick Henry fucking averaging 1.8 yards, uh, only 20, uh, yards total, dude. I mean, this Tennessee team is just so bad and I just, yeah, it was it was it was painful to watch that um, that performance and do, but got to give uh, credit to Cleveland man. Deshaun Watson looked pretty solid um, this week, and it's just uh, yeah. I mean, all facets of the game for Cleveland just looked really good. I, defensively, you know, while they did look good. It is also against Tennessee, so kind of got to take that with a grain of salt. But, I mean, still, holding a team to only one score in a game is very hard to do at the NFL level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just very good game. Uh, Kareem Hunt didn't do really anything, uh, you know, for, for them, which I kind of expected after, you know, well, he didn't have a training camp or anything this summer, so... They're kind of just slowly work him in. Um, so, yeah. Let's get into what was probably the funniest game of the weekend, man. Miami and Denver. Oh Miami beat the fucking brakes off of the Broncos, man. That was – they had a chance to go for the NFL record um, by kicking a field goal late in the game, and they just decided not to. I don't understand. At that point, I would have just for, you know, to say, well, now we have the record. But that's just me. But, man, that's just, that was an embarrassing game uh, for Denver. Sean Payton, obviously, was furious after that game, I, I would assume, anyways. And yeah. Russ looked horrible as well. Russ has been washed, man. This is just, I. Like, you be seeing 70 in college, man. You don't see 70 in the NFL. That's crazy. Like, I remember watching the halftime scores because I was watching the Lions game and thought Miami put up 35 in the first half and, you know, mirrored that in the second half. Took out all their starters, you know, um, I think sometime in the third quarter maybe, and they just kept scoring and scoring and scoring, man. They just they were having a field day out there, man. Miami looked incredible. Denver looks awful. Just a complete mismatch. Yeah. I, is, is it safe to say that Miami is probably right now the favorite to win the AFC? I wouldn't argue with you there, man, especially with that offense. Like, I mean, they, they got the offense. Tua was incredible in this game. 23 for 26, four touchdowns, 309 yards. I mean, Dude, Tua is amazing right now. Um, the rushing game was really good. 
Uh, you had Raheem Mostert putting up three touchdowns in that game. I mean, the, the offense just was rolling. Had 45 points. Yeah. Fantasy. I mean, it was embarrassing for Denver, obviously. But I, I, Miami, that offense is a freight train right now. They're, they're one of the most efficient offenses in the league. And, I mean, their defense has been a little bit questionable at times. But for the most part, they've been really good. But, I mean, Miami, dude, this is a freight train. And, I look, I think they play Buffalo this week, too, which yep. – uh, we'll, get we'll, we'll get into that on Thursday, but man, this is this Miami team is really really good. And what's crazy is they had third string guys out in the fourth quarter, and they were still moving the ball and scoring against Denver, which is just ridiculous to do at the at the NFL level. Just putting in your third string guys to play, you don't see that in the NFL ever. And and we saw that this weekend in this game because Denver's defense just looked abysmal. Their offense couldn't do anything. Russ is, you know, horrible. And yeah, um, Patriots and the Jets played that. That was just a painful game to watch because both mm-hmm. the, both these teams are garbage. Um, the Patriots win it fifteen to ten. I, I don't want to talk much about this game because there isn't much to talk about. Both quarterbacks played like ass. Both defenses played like ass. You just it, it's what it's just a it's just a painful game to watch because both teams are so so bad. Uh, like you know, Mac Jones completed I think like. He didn't like. He completed. He went 15 for 29. So it was just barely over 50 percent of his passes. Uh, dude was just horrible. Um, on the other side of the ball, Zach Wilson only completed 50 percent of his passes. I mean, yeah. I I don't know what else to say about this game other than like, why why even bother playing if you're this bad? Yeah, the two. I mean. You have Miami and Buffalo at the top of the AFC East, and then you got these two teams at the bottom, man. They just, ever since, you know, Rodgers went down, man. They actually signed a, a quarterback today as well. Uh, we might get into that later, um, the Jets. So, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Zach Wilson. we'll have to get into that because I didn't see that. So, uh. yeah. So they, um, they, um, gave Zach Wilson, uh, like a chance for a couple weeks here, and you know, not impressed at all. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm not either. Look, I was high on the kid when when he entered the league. He looked really, really good in college, and then he had a pretty good combine, and he just hasn't been able to do anything at the NFL level. Uh, another big blowout. Bills beat the Commanders thirty-seven to three. Again, just after a. Piss poor week one by Josh Allen. He looked really good again. I mean, yes, he's been beating up on bad teams, but he's been rolling ever since week one. He did throw the one pick in this game. Obviously, it's not something that you want to see, but it happens from time to time. I mean, he's he's still, you know, a good quarterback. But, yeah, I mean, 
the Bills beat the brakes off the Commanders this week. Yeah, man. Um, the Bills, they they definitely are proving, you know, people wrong who, you know, they didn't, they looked horrible week one. I mean, they lost to the Jets, but two very big statement wins these next, uh, you know, a few weeks here. So, um, like I said, they got the huge game next week against Miami. Uh, if they really want to prove the haters wrong, man, they got they got to go out strong against Miami. But we'll see how that how that goes. Yeah, I mean, we'll preview that on Thursday. But re- just real quickly on that, yeah, I I, I completely agree. If, if they want to, you know, prove that they are still a legit team, you have to go out and beat Miami, and that's going to be a tough game, tough task to do. But uh, we'll we'll kind of discuss that more on Thursday. Uh, Saints and Packers, that was the battle of mid this weekend. Um, you know, the, the, the Packers coming back, uh, with, with an 18-point fourth quarter to win it. Um, I just, I, I, I just, I don't know, man. The, the Packers are, are not as good as I thought they were after week one, um, you know, Jordan Love didn't look good at all. Um, he went 22 for 44 with an interception, and that that interception was pretty ugly too. Um, it, it's not something that that you want to see out of your rookie quarterback. You're probably going to in most cases, but it's it's something that you don't want to see. But uh, yeah, New Orleans blowing this was was the bigger head scratcher I think out of this entire game I mean they they looked solid in the first half and then just completely fell apart on both sides of the ball really in the fourth quarter but offensively that second half was just brutal for them yeah man it definitely was um yeah it was just a a crazy uh crazy game man (laughs) I mean I mean that was a game that New Orleans actually should have won but like their second half performance was just so bad. Um, yeah, after after Derek Carr got hurt, you know. Yeah, and and that you know obviously that's you know a big issue. Um, with Derek Carr getting hurt, um, but still defensively you were looking really solid in that first half, and, and then that that second half you just kind of fell apart in the fourth quarter, and I'm just like. What what happened here? Because that was that was a game that that New Orleans should have won despite the injury to uh, to Carr. Like I I just I don't understand yeah, it, man. You can't blow a a fourth quarter lead like that, man. That was just that was just pathetic, man. Um, I know like a lot of Lions fans, man, were pissed that Green Bay won because you know we're playing them next week. You know now we're back tied for the division lead, two and one. So. Um, you know, it's going to be a big statement game, but it's like, man, they really needed, uh, you know, some help from New Orleans there, and they did not get it. Yeah, it, we'll, we'll discuss that game on Thursday uh, in this episode uh, after after we go through the reviews and all that shit. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, as a Lions fan, I, I was rooting like hell for the Saints, but I'm not mad, you know, entirely, but, yeah. Uh, up, big upset of, of the weekend. Uh, the Texans beat the Jags 37-17. to Um, That was one I don't think anyone 
saw happening. Uh, CJ Stroud looked pretty solid in that game, and I'm I'm I almost want to say, man, he he might be like the first OSU quarterback in a very long time to uh, to actually pan out in the NFL. Yeah, man, um, he looked great out there, man. Like I was saying with the Colts, this is definitely the upset of the week, man. Uh, the Texans just coming out and beating the Jags as bad as they did. Um, the Texans, man, I mean, C.J. Stroud, he looks great, man. I mean, even through those first few games where, you know, they weren't getting victories, he was still, you know, putting up a lot of numbers here and finally translating here to a big win over Jacksonville, who is a solid team. I mean, they are definitely – um, I expect them to still make the playoffs. Yeah, I think, you know, Jacksonville took a pretty bad loss that they didn't need to. Uh, and look, they're starting off their season 1-2. and two. Uh, Obviously, I think last week they, they lost to, uh, to Kansas City. But, I mean, and, and they played a pretty close game with Indianapolis, which is a, another team you don't want to play a close game with. Uh, but, I mean... Houston looked a lot better in this game uh, defensively, uh, being able to stop that Jacksonville offense, which at times has shown flashes of being really, really good. Um, I think I think this is a st- like this year is obviously a a year to just kind of you know start that building process in Houston for them. And, and, I mean, like I said, C.J. Stroud is looking really good so far. Um, and if he continues playing like this, I, I suspect Houston will win a lot more games than people think. Uh, so, getting into this game, Mike, I you, you told me not to do it. I didn't do it. And it blew on me. The Chargers beat Minnesota 28-24. to This was a game that Minnesota pulled the uh you know what what the chargers have been doing uh so far this season um i mean <laughs> this was this was a winnable game for the vikings and then kirk cousins what does he do in big moments turns into a fucking pumpkin and throws a fucking pick <laughs> who saw yeah. that one coming yeah when the lights are shining man kirk cousins just Falls flat every time. Man. He turns into yeah, a fucking bro. pumpkin, bro. The Chargers almost did it again too. I literally almost, I literally called it, man. So they they were up early. I knew they were gonna get the lead to start the game. They got the lead. They were up, and then I look. You know they're up, and then the Vikings uh, made it twenty four twenty one. I'm like, yep, here we go. Now the Vikings are gonna win this game, and then the Chargers, you know, get lucky with Kirk Cousins being Kirk Cousins. At the end, man, but they they almost did it again, man. They almost blew this game again. Yeah, I mean, you're right. They almost did it because, you know, Brandon Staley, you know, defensive guru, you know, can't fucking hold on to a lead. But let, let let's let's talk real quick about Justin Herbert, man, because he looked really good in this game, man. I mean, three mm-hmm. t- three touchdown passes, forty for forty seven, over four hundred yards passing. That dude is. He he's is incredible. So he is incredible, and he's being wasted in L.A., man. I swear. Yeah, man. He was he was great. He and Allen was great. He had that touchdown throw, too, then when they did the little trick play. 
Um, but I guess some unfortunate news for the Chargers: Mike Williams tore his ACL, so he's actually going to be out for the rest. of the Yeah, season. that that is horrible. Number two guy. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the Chargers, like I said, try and be high on them, but I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs this year, man. With you know now their second best receiver being hurt, and you know them choking in any big game, man. But they finally got their first win here. In Minnesota goes to own three. I guess that's good for some. Like we were talking about earlier Lions uh, in our division here, Owen 3 Vikings. Um, glad to see that after they got so lucky last year in every game. This year, the luck is not going their way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you know, they, they got lucky last year, you know, 11-0 and in one-score games, and now this year they're 0-3 in one-score games. It just, it just tells you how fraudulent, really, they were last year. I mean, it's very hard to to do what they did last year in one score games, and and now it's kind of, you know, the the karma on that. Uh, like I said before, is just coming back to them, and you know, you know, I, I was, I, I'm glad, I glad, I'm very glad it happened. Um, obviously for the Detroit Lions, this is a very good thing. And it's very hard to win a division when you start the season zero and three, and so you know, it's not looking good for Minnesota. Uh, Seattle beat uh, Carolina 37 to 27. Um, you know, uh, Kenneth Walker the third looked really good um, for uh, for Seattle in this game. Uh, he had a really good second half um, in this game uh, for Seattle. Uh, he, he went. You know, the whole game he went 18 touches, 97 yards, and two touchdowns. But most of that happened in the uh, the second half, and um, and basically, really, that was what got uh, Seattle that win was just his production in that second half. Um, you know, Carolina drops to 0 and 3, and uh, man, man, Andy Dalton. I didn't expect much from him uh, this week. And, you know, he went 34 for 58 and, mm-hmm. and two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a huge workload for a quarterback, especially a backup quarterback. Um, but, you know, they should have used the rushing game a lot more because they do have Miles Sanders, who's he, – he's not a – horrible running back but at least you're giving yourself a better chance than just having Andy Dalton throw 60 passes in the game um that said they were able to keep it fairly close with Seattle so you got to give them a bit bit of credit for that um it's it's just a shame man cuz that that's it was almost a winnable game for Carolina at at certain points in this game yeah there it definitely was um but yeah, um, Seattle pulls it out, man. And speaking of upsets that we had, uh, Arizona beating Dallas, man. Wow. That, I yeah. mean, who saw that one coming? I mean, uh, they went into the half with a uh, with a pretty solid lead, um, and and they held on to it. And like like just like with. The, the Indy Baltimore game is it's almost like Dallas wasn't prepared at all for Arizona. It's it it's like they were like, ah, eh, it's Arizona. We'll beat them handedly. Let's just focus on next week. And it bit them in the ass again. And here here we are. And 
I, I was almost ready to say Dallas might be uh, the best team in the league right now uh, This c- coming into this week. But after this loss, I, I can't do that. I mean, they, they did not look good against a very, very bad Arizona team. Yeah, man. Um, another one up there with the Texans, Jags, just complete upset. You know, they were favored by 12 and a half, man. They lost by, they lost by like 12, man. Uh, I was seeing videos online of Cowboys fans freaking raging, throwing shit, taking shit apart, man, from this loss. I mean, embarrassing, man. I mean, after two statement wins to start the year, to go and perform like that against Josh Dobbs, man, come on. Got to be better than that. Yeah, that was that was just a very pathetic performance by uh, by the Cowboys there. I mean, you, you can't do that, especially when you're playing a team's, like, what, fifth-string quarterback or something? I mean, this is this is ridiculous. Um, Chiefs beat the ever-living piss out of the Bears. Um, finally getting that offense rolling in Kansas City. Granted, it is against the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields proving once again he's not ma- he's not cut out for this league. You look at him compared to C.J. Stroud, and it's just complete polar opposites of each other. Man. Where, whereas in like Fields, he might be out the league by the by the end of this year, man. I'm not even sure like what's gonna happen with him, man. Oh no, he's he's absolutely gone after this year, man. There's, there's no way. Yeah, like I, I, he's for sure gone from Chicago. He might get picked up by another team, you know, give him a chance. But I think his tenure in Chicago is is done for, man. Uh, they took out Mahomes in the third quarter and put in Blaine Gabbert. And one of uh, these TikTok creators I've seen, he's a Bears fan. He talked about how Blaine Gabbert hasn't played a full quarter of football since the Obama administration. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's how embarrassing this was, bro. Like, and I guess another meme I can throw out there is, man, Taylor Swift fucking could have done more for the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> She really could have. I mean, she she could probably she could probably throw a lot a lot better and more accurately than Justin Fields. She, she probably see she probably would have seen the field a lot better than him too. Fuck. Yeah, from all the way up there in the booth. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was that was that was a horrible performance. And yeah, Blaine Gabbert went three for five, but he did throw two picks, uh, which you don't want to see. Like. You know, five pass attempts. You complete. You, you, you technically completed all five of them. It's just two of them were to the wrong team. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I saw that he hadn't played a single quarter of football uh, since since uh, I think it was twenty fifteen. Uh, yeah. I'd have to, I'd have to double check on that. It might have been twenty fourteen. But I mean, yeah. But still. The, the Bears' defense was embarrassing. Their offense, obviously, very embarrassing. Um, yeah, I yeah yeah this the I I I thought maybe the Bears might be a little sneaky this year, get you know get a couple upset wins or something, but they, they just no, just no. They might go back to back number one picks, man. I know they traded down last year. Um, yeah, they might get back to back number one picks, man. I I yeah I I think so, man. Um, Steelers beat the Raiders in another battle of just mid. 
going into this one. Uh, it was look, Kenny Pickett is not a very good quarterback. Um, that that said, he didn't play horrible in this one. Uh, but it, he did also play against the Las Vegas defense, which is very bad. And Jimmy G, man, just three picks. That is that is very bad, especially from someone who has the experience level that he has. Um, he he looked okay at times, but man, you, you, that was an embarrassing performance for Vegas. Yeah, man, that was a battle of mid man. I was just like looking at these two teams, just just both so mid man. Um, Devonte Adams had a great uh, performance, um, but yeah, Jimmy G didn't look great, and neither did Kenny Pickett. Steelers pulled out the win, but just you know, neither team really impressed at all. It was almost like like both teams were trying to lose that game at times, but yeah. But, but yeah, I'm big shout out to Devonte Adams, man. He had a very very good game. Uh, so last night we had two games: Monday Night Football. I don't like this idea. Please give us just one game. It's, it's I just want to watch one game of football on Monday night, not two. Um, that said, Eagles beat the Bucks twenty-five to eleven. I think everyone saw this coming. The Eagles are, you know, one of the best teams in the country right now, and and the Bucks are fraudulent. You know, uh, they fraudulently have two wins. Um, and it, you know, uh, the, the Eagles looked pretty solid. Jalen Hurts looked okay, besides the two picks. You know, he looked pretty good. And DeAndre Swift yet again with a very solid game, just no touchdowns this time. Yeah, man, Eagles um, taking care of business there. Yeah, like you said, Hurts, he did have the two interceptions, but still able to pull it out in the end. Yeah, Shout-out to A.J. Brown, too, another another big game for him, but no touchdowns either. Uh, he, he Nine receptions for 131 yards and no touchdowns. That, that's... You, you you almost never see that in in the NFL uh, where, where guys put up big numbers like that but don't score anything. Um, that said, Baker Mayfield is he he looked like classic Baker Mayfield in this one, where as in the first two weeks he actually looked pretty solid. Uh, he kind of just returned to form against uh, you know a real team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, in second game was uh, Cincinnati. And the Rams, uh, Cincinnati winning nineteen to sixteen. Um, you know Stafford did not look good at all, man. No, he looked Stafford horrible. Um, you know, and and Joe Burrow didn't look that good either. Uh, obviously, he has the the, the that calf injury. Um, you know, he, he threw fifty passes almost. He threw forty nine, and I mean, he had the interception, no touchdown. Uh, it was, it was uh, one of those games where you know you're just you're just watching, uh, you know, a bunch of field goals get kicked, and nobody wants to watch that. But, but both quarterbacks in this game just look piss poor. Yeah, man, Burrow's still battling that calf, man. Uh, definitely not looking solid, man. I know the Bengals finally got their first win, but definitely got to pick it up for next week, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of injuries to that to that Bengals team, which doesn't help their situation at all. 
Um, but yeah, just just another brutal game to watch. It's not not really fun. Um, so we'll just uh, preview Thursday night's game: Detroit going into Green Bay on the road, divisional game. This is a game that Detroit needs to win. One, they get the tiebreaker over uh, Green Bay, and uh, and this is uh, Green Bay did not look good this week. They haven't looked good in the past two weeks. This is a game that if you want to really prove to the world that you are deserving of your hype, you got to win this game. Have to win this one. Have to win these close rivalry games, man. You know, did it last year, beat Green Bay both times. Have to come out, make a statement, and win this one. Yeah, I mean, look, both of these teams are facing a lot of injuries coming into this game, and they only get, you know, four days of rest. No, three days of rest before before they go out and play, which, I mean, this scheduling for Thursday night football is just horrible for one. Um, players hate it. I think you know, a lot of players don't want to have Thursday night games, especially right after playing on a Sunday night. Um you know, it's at least this week we'll have a pretty decent matchup. But for the most part, if you look at the schedule for Thursday night football, it's not a lot of good matchups um, this year. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna get into an NFL power ranking blitz. Uh, we'll just go through the top ten, and we'll, we'll kind of just run through them quickly uh, here. So in, at number ten, you have Seattle. Uh, last week they were ranked fourteen. Um, now they're in the top ten. They have the uh, they have the fourth most efficient offense, uh, but they just can't you know get over the hump on third down. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, number ten is fine for them. Um, I don't know about jumping four spots for beating Carolina, but you know they probably are like around that borderline of a top ten team right now. Yeah, absolutely. I I I, I, I agree. I'd say probably eleven. 10 maybe uh so jumping up to number nine from 16th uh last week the cleveland browns um they, they they have the 24th most efficient offense so not very good um that said they looked really good this weekend deshaun watson specifically looking really good um which you know he looks solid i don't think the browns really should be in the top 10 here um, you could probably argue uh, a couple other teams to be there, like a Pittsburgh, for example, uh, which is just outside the top ten in this rankings. Um, but I, I'm not, you know, terribly upset about uh, this uh, spot for Cleveland. Yeah, I, I think that they're same boat as uh, Seattle, where they're like right on the border. You know, I guess I'm fine with them being at nine, but. You know, probably a few other teams that you could argue that could be in that spot as well. Yeah. Um, Detroit, uh, staying at number eight, they have the 15th most efficient offense. Um, their biggest problem still is the ground games. Jameer Gibbs hasn't been that good uh, so far this season after being a first-round pick. Um, yeah, just not, you know, I, I'm fine with the Lions where they're at here. I think, I think eight is right where I would peg them at personally. Um, you know, there, there's things on both sides of the ball that they need to work on, but I think 
really running is where they really fall. Yeah, um, you know, I kind of agree with that too. Uh, I think that uh, hopefully, you know, with this win against Green Bay, they'll be able to jump up. But yeah, whether right now. Seems fine. Uh, number seven, here's one I completely don't agree with. They were number six last week. The Baltimore Ravens, get them out of the top ten, man. They, this this team should not be there, especially after having such a bad performance against Indy. Yes, they were missing you know three starters from their secondary, um, and and you know half half their starters on offense were out. But that's still a game where you have to win because Indy is just that bad yeah i'd put the lions over uh baltimore right now um i'd maybe have baltimore it's tough because yeah they had a tough loss and cleveland and seattle both won um team wise though more is probably still better than them but uh yeah they definitely should be lower than detroit yeah um dallas drops from number two to number six here they have the fifth most efficient offense um, I, I think, you know, losing to Arizona obviously dropped them a ton, and and it's something that they have to, you know, address everything that happened this week. Uh, I, I think dropping them to six might be a little too harsh because of, you know, how they performed in the first two weeks, but y- you can't go making bad losses like that against really bad teams. Yeah, man, that uh, is definitely going to kill him, man. I mean, I knew Dallas for sure was going to drop big time in this ranking. You know, deservedly so, man, losing to Arizona. Can't do that. No, you can't. Uh, Buffalo gained two spots here up to number five. You know, two statement wins, yes, against bad teams. But after a very tough week one, they're slowly, you know, starting to get that offense better. Uh, their, their biggest issue right now offensively is just their first down production. Uh, they're, they're currently the, the 28th uh, ranked team in terms of yards per play on first down. So um, they, they kind of need to increase that production on, on first down. But I, I'm fine with them being at number five. You know, they have beaten bad teams since that bad loss against the Jets. But they are slowly starting to work themselves up. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that's a fine placement for Buffalo right now. Yeah, uh, number four, Kansas City also went up one spot. Um, finally getting that offense going after two pretty tough weeks. I mean, being held to only uh, 20 points against Detroit and then uh, uh, Jacksonville holding them to only 17, that offense really did not start going until this week um but they still have a huge huge issue with uh with guys dropping passes yeah they um yeah they definitely still had that issue um this week but you know pretty handed win over the bears um not you know not that the bears were going to be any challenge to them to begin with but uh we used to get to see them make a big win there um you know, Kansas City, of course, still favored here as one of the top teams in the league. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll see if they can continue to, uh, you know, live up to the height that they had the preseason. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be interesting. They got to address, you know, 
their their guys, you know, dropping all these passes. Um, but I'm I'm fine with them staying in that top five. I mean, I wouldn't say they're they're the best team right now, but they're certainly you know still one of the best teams, if not the best team, uh, uh, in in the in the AFC. Uh, staying at number three this week, Philly. Um, you know they have to still get that passing game going a bit. Uh, their run game has been looking really really solid. Um, and obviously defensively, you know they are really good. Jalen Carter is an absolute beast, man. And like I said, the Lions should have taken him. Yeah, man, we should have definitely taken Jalen Carter, man. Um, yeah, the Eagles. I'm fine with that. The you know the top three is going to be the the three teams that are undefeated right now. So. Um, I definitely feel like Philadelphia right now has played the weakest of those three, just performance-wise. But, um, yeah, I'm fine with them at three. Number two, we have Miami. They were uh, they were at number four last week. They have the most efficient offense in the league uh, by far. Um, uh, they're, uh, the, the, the problem that they face right now is just trying to, uh, you know, divide that workload in the backfield. Um, but this week they look really good. Um, obviously beating the ever living piss out of Denver. Um, I, like I said, I think they might be, you know, they're, they're either a number one or a number two in the AFC right now. You could argue between, you know, Miami and Kansas city. I think they're good where they are right now. Um, you know, you could, you can make an argument for being number one, but, uh, they they stay at number two here. Yeah, I think that number two is um great placement for them. Um uh that's where I would have them as well. Yep, and uh staying at number one, obviously San Francisco. Uh they have the second uh, most efficient offense in the league right now. Um their their biggest issue right now, uh, for San Francisco is is pass protection. Um no, obviously Brock Purdy, I don't think is really that impressive of a quarterback. Um, but he's not horrible either. Um, I'm fine with the Niners staying here. Their defense is probably the best uh, in in the league right now. Um, you know they they are they are rolling on defense there. Yeah, they are, man. Um... 49ers, honestly, I feel like should stay at number one until they get beat this year, man. I mean, um, and that, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, 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 I would, I would keep them there as well. Um, for that, ooh, Red Wings won. It's preseason hockey. No one cares. But you know, just, just wanted to throw that out there real quick. So that is your, uh, uh, your NFL power rankings blitz. Um, now, now we're gonna. You know, get into the top twenty-five matchups uh, from this weekend. Let let's let's go to Oregon and Colorado, man. That was embarrassing, and Coach Prime got sat down as he deserved to be. Yeah, man, that was such a crazy game, man. Because I wasn't watching it live, but I was actually out with uh, one of my friends, and we just kept checking the score. And it was like every time I checked it, man, Oregon was up more and more and more and then it was 35 nothing i'm like yeah man colorado just got humbled man big time yeah they absolutely did and i'm i'm glad it happened like i i was i was flipping back and forth between this game the michigan game 
uh, the Florida State Clemson game and the UCLA Utah game. And I mean, dude, every, every time I flip back to the Oregon game, I, I was literally watching a touchdown celebration. I, like, I'm not even joking. Every single time I flip back to that game, I was just watching a, a touchdown celebration. I'm like, what is going on here? And Colorado just looked horrible. And they proved that they were frauds and never should have been ranked in the first place. But, you know, here we are with that one. Uh, Michigan beat Rutgers 31-7. I'm going to be honest with you. Michigan does not look good this year. I mean, it was – Rutgers was in this game going into halftime. That's a game that you have to be up, you know, you should be up that score at the end of the first half. Um the fact that they had starters in the game up until the fourth quarter is kind of not a good sign. Um, you know, Michigan just did not look good in this game. Again, they're still yet to cover. And I, I don't know why. I have a topic for after we go through these games that mm-hmm. that I want to talk about with the rankings. I don't know why Michigan's at number two. They shouldn't be. Um, anyways, uh, another game, Florida State and Clemson. In overtime, Florida State wins it. Um, This was a crazy game. Um, You know, Florida State obviously was on the road in this one, I believe. Um, But uh, this is a game because Clemson's bad. Clemson is really bad. And Florida State struggling against them, not looking good. And this is a very good Florida State team that I still think will win the ACC. But, man, they've been struggling the past couple weeks. Yeah, they have. Um, I mean, Clemson almost beat them this week. And, um, you know, they definitely set that line uh, pretty close. You know, uh, uh, um, Florida State was only favored by two points uh, at Clemson here. It was definitely close, man. Clemson almost had that upset, but uh, Florida State still pulled it out. Yeah, it was, it was a much closer game than I thought it would be. But Vegas was was right about it being a close one. That's uh, that's for sure. Uh, Oklahoma beat Cincinnati twenty to six. Cincinnati's kind of had a fall from grace uh, over the past couple of years, man. I mean, once they got to the Big Twelve, it was like a you know a switch flipped, and they just haven't been the same team since then. Um, but Oklahoma putting up a pretty solid performance on the road in Cincy. Yeah. Uh, so Utah uh, was at home against UCLA, only winning 14-7. to Both offenses just didn't look good in this one. Um, Dante Moore looked horrible after first, you know, three weeks of looking really, really good. Um, he, had, he had a bad interception. He went 15 for 35, but he also threw for 234 yards. Uh, Utah didn't have Cam Rising. Um, yet again, and they only played Nate Johnson in this game, which previously they had they had kind of been alternating between him and uh, Bryson Barnes. Um, he uh, he he didn't look that good. Um, they uh, you know they, they both both teams really looked bad. Uh, Utah obviously getting that pick six on on the first play of the game was huge but yeah both teams not looking strong in this one yeah man uh utah um we'll have to see how they do next week um i know they got uh oregon state so that will be uh you know 
tough ranked uh, match up there, but um, we'll see, man. I mean, they can't play worse than they did this last this last week, man. No, they can't. Uh, Bama beat Ole Miss at home, twenty-four to ten. Yeah, just look, I wanted Ole Miss to win this one so bad because I want Bama to just be dead. But for some reason, Bama won't just lay over and die yet. Um, you, you know, Bama's not good at all this year. But that 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 was a game where Ole Miss should have won it if they had a better game plan. Really, I mean, that was I just it, it was it was just a game I wanted to see. You know, Ole Miss just beat the brakes off of Bama and just put them in the coffin. Yeah, man. Um, really wanted to see Bama lose, but that was another one we kept checking the score and Bama. Uh, they were down uh, early and then kind of came back and, you know, held the lead and kept it. Uh, so hopefully, you know, they'll lose another game this year because, uh, yeah, do not want to see Alabama back at the top. Uh, but like you said, they're not even that great this year. They're, they won't make it um, nowhere close to the college football playoff. And, um, you know, they'll probably uh, be around the top ten range. Yeah, um, we're going to just get right to the meat, the, the, the more meaningful games here because obviously a lot of these teams were – a lot of these ranked teams weren't, you know, playing any good games like Duke and UConn, Duke winning 41-7, to Miami and Temple, same score, Miami winning, uh, Tennessee beating UTSA 45-14, to LSU beating – LSU and Arkansas. Now that was – that was one game like, look, LSU – isn't that good this year as I not nearly as good as I thought they would be and they struggled against Arkansas yeah um is that was kind of one of those games where LSU needs to make a statement and Arkansas is not good at all this year so it was kind of just surprising to see Arkansas being that close uh with LSU uh Oregon State and Washington State you know the the Pac-2 game uh, you know, because those, those are the only two teams left out of the Pac-12 uh, with nowhere to go next year. Uh, Washington State pulling out the win 38-35. to This was a really close game. The entire game, uh, just back and forth scoring, really. Yeah, nice high-scoring game uh, between the, yeah, the two Pac-12 teams, man. Uh, crazy. And the Pac-12 is really loaded this year. They got 17 teams. No, not 17. Seven teams in the uh, in the top 25 right now, uh, which is crazy. Uh, Florida beat Charlotte 22 to seven. Did you see the the catch that uh, Ricky Pearsall yeah. had? Dude, that was incredible, man. That that is catch, yeah. that was incredible. Uh, I look. I'm not a big you know Florida person. I don't think they should have been ranked coming into this week. And, you know, you're playing Charlotte, so that's a game where you should just blow the doors off of them as a ranked team. And they just didn't do that. Um, I think, you know, te- Texas beat Baylor 38-6. to Georgia beat UAB 49-21. Uh, I think the best game of the weekend, Ohio State going into South Bend, Beat Notre Dame 17-14 on a last-second touchdown. Um, yeah. You know, Notre Dame only had 10 men on the field, but, you know, that's just 
that that's one of those things where uh what's his name the coach of uh of of Notre Dame he he just, he he said well you know I just kept 10 men out there I thought they could get it done no call, no. call like dude what are you doing just yep what are you doing come uh, on man Ohio State I'll, I'll just name off a few teams here that uh that do shit like this all the time Ohio State Alabama Green Bay Packers teams that just get lucky and win at the end of the game all the time like this. So just so heartbreaking to see, man, Notre Dame had that game in the bag, but you know, one of those teams, man, that does that shit every, every fucking year, they got to fucking come back at the very end and win it. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, it, it was a fun game to watch. Um, you know, uh, both teams like offensively, they were actually pretty solid, but their defenses were actually you know, stopping uh, everything, uh, which was fun to watch. Uh, here, here was this was probably the biggest embarrassment of the entire weekend. Penn State shutting out Iowa thirty-one to zero. Dude, that, that was embarrassing. Yeah. Back into the red goes Iowa's offensive coordinator. Uh, he now has to average. Uh, I think uh, 28 points a game the rest of the season, and I don't think Iowa's going to do that this year, man. No. Not not with the rest of their Big Ten schedule, no. Yeah, they are awful, man. Just horrible. Uh, North Carolina beat Pitt 41-24. to Washington might be the best team in the Pac-12 currently, dude. They are – that offense just does not stop. Penix looks incredible. Uh, they went. They beat Cal fifty nine to thirty two, and then USC beat Arizona State forty two to twenty eight. There are times where a lot of what happened in this game, uh, you know, you know, Caleb Williams, uh, you know, he looked incredible. But there were times where it's just like USC's defense, they still can't tackle at all. Yeah, like they, they, this might be the worst tackling team I've ever seen in my entire life watching college football or just watching football in general. like fourth graders tackle better than half these guys on USC's defense man it, it was embarrassing to watch yeah. that allowing Arizona State to put up 28 is not acceptable I think especially if you're a top five team uh which we'll get into that now um look I I think th- these rankings college football rankings should there should be no rankings until like the start of October, the first week of October, because a lot of these rankings, a lot of these teams don't do anything uh, in these first few weeks to really prove or deserve to be where they are. Like Michigan and Georgia should not be number one, number two right now because both teams haven't covered. They've played nobody on their schedule. And it's just like, why, why are these, why are these teams at number one, number two, when you know when they're not playing good against very bad teams when you got teams like Texas and OSU that go out on the road and win games in very hostile environments against good teams like it makes no sense to me and then like at the bottom of the rankings you 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 have you know teams that if if they lose a game they're instantly out of the uh out of the rankings after being a or after beating some decent teams, but I just I just don't understand why why you know some of these teams are ranked as high as they are when they haven't gone out on the road 
or just haven't been tested at all early on in the season. I like what what do you think on that? Yeah, man. Um it's it's still tough because you know just off of, you know, the talent on the team, you know, that's kind of how they're ranking, but it's just like yeah, I mean, they haven't really played anyone. And that's one of the reasons why I've always thought college football is a little overrated. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate from that and I've I've always been professional sports over college because you get these blowout games, man, or, like, games that just don't even matter. And it's like, man, like, can we, like, get the schedules to where, like, each game is at least somewhat competitive? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like, I mean, playing Rutgers every season, like, like <laughs> yeah. it's just not something you want to do. Like, next year, I really hope Michigan keeps this game on their schedule. They're supposed to play Texas next year. But, I, I and I really hope that game stays on the schedule because I want to see – a non-conference game, especially as a Michigan fan, against actual opponents. I don't want to see Bowling Green or UNLV. You know, I want to see good teams. And now, look, I know next year with the conference, the conference games are going to be a lot better because we'll be playing Oregon and USC, and I think UCLA next year too. But it's just like I, I want to see better non-conference games. And but this is why I think like until you know, like teams should like build up a resume for the first, like, four or five weeks of the season, and then, you know, first week of October, we actually get rankings, and you can truly see who deserves to be at number one, who deserves to be at number two, because, like I said, I don't think Georgia should be at number one. I don't think Michigan should be at number two. I, I don't think either team really has a case to be in the top five, uh, if I'm being honest with you. Like, it right now, I, I would put Texas at number one, OSU at two, Florida State at three and Washington at four. That that would yeah. be that would be my top four right now, and probably te- mm-hmm. uh, Penn State at number five because at least Penn State, yes, they did play Iowa. However, Iowa was ranked at the time, so that's kind of uh, something that you know you, you kind of got to look at. But Georgia and Michigan both haven't covered against very ass teams uh, this this year so far. You know, Oregon. You know, they haven't looked – I mean, they've looked really good. They beat a ranked opponent last week, but honestly, Colorado shouldn't have been ranked at all. But, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's it's just frustrating to watch these, these meaningless games, essentially. Because, like, I want to see Michigan do well. But, you know, I don't take away anything from these games where they're beating opponents that are just dog-ass. You know, I, I I take nothing away from it. Texas, they went on the road to Bama and won. Like, flat out won. I, that is more impressive to me than, you know, the reigning national champs even, you know, out here, you know, beating bad schools and not even covering. You know, it, it, it's just not I, – I don't understand why – like, rankings really don't matter, man, if, if, if I'm being completely honest with you. Yeah, I agree. It's it's just ridiculous, man. All right, uh, so we're gonna get to our last segment here, man. Um, we're gonna call this the the gambling casino, the sports betting casino, something like that. We'll 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 work on a name for it. Uh, so so Mike and I kind of just made some bets or looked at some some different things, um, you know, things that we would bet on, and we're kind of just gonna go back and forth between you know. You know, explaining explaining a bet and would we bet it and you know what what if if there's any value in it 
and we'll just kind of discuss it. Uh, so I'm going to go first here. Um, so I got this weekend uh, a little bit of action for us. Uh, EMU plus 260 on the money line over Central Michigan. Uh, Central Michigan is actually favored in this one, I believe. Last I looked was seven and a half. I'd have to look on that. Look, I'm not normally a guy that bets on money line. I just don't find much value on it unless I'm using it in a parlay. But, you know, yeah, see, uh, Central Michigan is favored by seven and a half in this one. But uh, both teams two and two going into this one. It's a big rivalry between the two schools, obviously a directional you know, Michigan school here. Um, I would put money down on this one. I'm not going to because I don't bet the money line, but there is some very good value in betting Eastern Michigan on this one. Yeah, man. Uh, that sounds like a a solid little bet right there. Um, would you bet person? it, though? Uh, I th- I think I would I would let it roll. I, w- I would definitely let it, let it roll, man. See? All right. Um, for my first one here, I'm going to do the Dolphins uh, money line at plus 122 against the Bills. Um, the spread's two and a half right now. You could do that as well, but I think it's so close at that point, man. You might as well just go money line and go with the Dolphins here. They have been red hot. Uh, that's going to be a big game for them, man. And I think that the Dolphins, you know, have a good chance to just win that game outright. Yeah, so I wouldn't personally make that bet. Um, one, I just don't find any value in especially at plus 120 there, there's no value to it but but I did have the Miami uh, money line in a parlay with any anytime touchdown with Amon Ross St. Brown this weekend at plus 428 now that is some value right there and that is one I actually put some money on uh, for this weekend so another one that I have is um um, I actually don't really know the odds on this one, but I was just looking it up for, uh, you know, bets this week, and it is the Broncos-Bears over-under at 45-and-a-half. I say hammer the under, man. I mean, even if the, the, the Broncos can score some points, but, man, I don't know if Chicago can even put up 10 points right now, man. Um, I think that this this game is going to be really low scoring. Um I would just hammer the under on this game, man. Just two dog shit teams. Yeah, that that that's there's a lot of value there. Hit that under, man. That is that is good value right there. Uh, so for my next one, I have a same game parlay of the Raiders versus Chargers. I have the Raiders. Hey. I have the Raiders to cover the six. Raiders on the money line and the under to hit at forty seven and a half at plus four fifty nine. You want to talk about value? Yeah. <laughs> that's that is value right there. That's great value, man. That actually brings me to, like, I guess I'll just say my next one that I had was Raiders plus six at the Chargers. I think that that is a uh, a really good bet right there. I know some sports books have it down to as low as four and a half I was seeing, but um, where it's at right now, uh, I was seeing, you know, for the most part, six. Um, yeah, man, Raiders plus six. And what you said, too, uh, doing some parlay with it, man, definitely get some good value there. Yeah, tons of value on that, especially with the under at 47.5 with both these teams having very bad offenses. I, I think, you know, all this can hit. Uh, my next one, a little bit of baseball action. Uh, you got, uh, for tomorrow night's matchups, uh, the A's over the Twins, Dodgers over the Rockies, and the Rangers over the Angels. All a win on the money line. 
plus 700. I think this is all very doable. Yeah, man. That definitely just does seem doable, man. Um, and at plus 700, man, great odds on that. Yeah, I, I, um, very good. Yeah, so this one, I mean, it's not really that great for odds-wise, but, man, guys show love to Detroit, man. Uh, you said Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, touchdown score, I'm going to say, man, go with the Detroit money line here. The, the line's set at one and a half here, man. Uh, I really think Detroit's going to gonna win this game, man. Um, you, like you said, you compare it with that Amon Ross St. Brown bet or some other single uh, game uh, parlays as well. But, man, definitely make sure to take the Detroit in the money line here. Uh, over Green Bay this week. Yeah, that is – it's a game, like I said, Detroit has to win it. I think one and a half is a little rude to Detroit, if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, and then here, my last bet here that I have down, another one that I have put money down on, on already, Penn State to win the Big Ten plus 33 – or not 33, plus 330 uh, to win – that futures bet. I love betting futures. Um, and this one has a lot of good value. Penn state looking really, really good this year. Um, you know, I, you have, you have Michigan and Ohio state at like roughly plus plus one eighty and plus one eighty five for those two Penn state plus three thirty. you get a little bit of, uh, you know, decent chunk of ch- change back. If, if that one does hit. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's definitely solid, you know, definitely the most bang for your buck. Uh, especially if you're betting for the Big Ten winner. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, Penn State is really the only school or only team right now in the Big Ten that has actually been able to cover. I mean, yes, no, they uh, Ohio State had a huge win over Notre Dame, um, but they struggled in that game, and I think Penn State is looking really, really dangerous to, to both Ohio State and Michigan this year. Yeah. For sure, man. Um, uh, for my last bet here, um, again, this isn't too crazy on the odds, but I just think that even in the positives, it's a plus 110 bet. Um, I was shocked to even see they were uh, underdogs in this game. It's the Monday Night Football game. It's going to be uh, the Seahawks and the Giants. The Giants are actually favored in that game over the Seahawks. Man, I say take the Seahawks, man. The Giants, I do not trust the Giants, man. Um, Seahawks money line they're getting like i said their underdog is in the game um put something on that pair it with something else as well if you want to make a little bit more money um so yeah that's my my last of the the five bets that that's a that's an interesting one yeah well i mean we'll get into that preview uh with, with uh giants being favored in that one that's 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 an interesting one yeah. I'd, I'd be ham if if i was a guy that you know like to bet the money line which i don't because I just don't find value in betting just the straight money line unless I'm pairing it with something. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's some good value right there just because I don't trust the Giants at all. But, um, yeah, that kind of wraps it up for tonight's episode. Uh, you know, Thursday we'll be back with, you know, uh, weekly previews. Um, I'll, I'm going to discuss a little bit of, uh, of some NHL uh, preseason stuff that's been going on. Uh, Ian will be back uh, on Thursday episode as well. We're going to talk uh, some MLB, mostly focused on Miggy, because this is his last week in the MLB. 
Um, mm-hmm. So kind of just doing a little bit of a career highlight, I guess you could say, um, about him, about what he's done in Detroit and what he means to Detroit and this team and, and all that stuff on Thursday. Uh, so that will be uh, a great episode that you don't want to miss. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Help us out. Um, it'll really mean a lot to us. Um, and, uh, yeah, Mike, you got anything else to say? Yeah, so I guess I'll just add, you know, stay tuned for Thursday's episode. Definitely make sure to uh, to get the word out here for the podcast. You know, um, we're trying to get the word out here. We have been pretty consistent so far hosting uh you know two episodes a week um definitely if you guys like the content definitely share it out with your friends family um on social media whatever um we definitely appreciate that man and uh definitely uh, stay tuned for like i said a lot more great uh content coming forward here on the channel couldn't have said it any better myself there mike uh thank you guys so much for listening and uh we will see you guys on thursday